The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all, 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL Combine bubble is bursted. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. The consultant ready to tell the Texans to hire Brett Bielma next offseason. And with me, as always, is AJ. I love you, my Texans. Marchese. I don't know what else to say except we're Texan up, baby. Let's go. Today we'll be running through the NFL head coaching carousel and tossing arbitrary grades on each new hire. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven. With my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And don't forget, we're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform free to download and to use where you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. 
be notified when rooms go live and come with your spiciest takes. How many spicy NFL head coaching cakes you got today, AJ? All of them, baby. Uh, all of them. All of them, okay. Well, we're going to go alphabetically through the nine new head coaching hires in the NFL. Sure. Uh, include, and all of, all, all, all of the new GM hires were accompanied by a coaching hire. Which is uh, nice. So, yeah, it makes makes my job easy. Mm-hmm. So we'll just do it. We'll just do it. AJ, we'll just do it. We'll stick some um, grades on them. I'll, I'll do letters. You'll do numbers. Mm-hmm. You, you've always been a bit of a math whiz, and I'm a I'm a wordsmith exactly. myself. Yeah, it just makes sense. You're an analytics guy. I trust my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's start with Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears finally got rid of Matt Nagy. They finally got rid of Ryan Pace. Uh, the McCaskies, I, I mean, ownership's ownership. You're stuck with that. Sorry, shy down. Uh, but they hire Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus as their as their new head coach, and they hire Chiefs executive director of player personnel Ryan Poles as their new GM. Kind of a a new a new. I I don't know what your take is on when. You have an offensive coach, you go defense for your next hire. Do you believe in that philosophy? Because that's obviously that's what the Bears do with Eberflus. Um, they hire Poles. They they kind of it seemed as if the the way they hired Poles and Eberflus so quickly that Poles may not have had a lot of input on the Eberflus mm-hmm. hire. Yeah, which I don't necessarily love because I'm always going to be a fan of hire your GM and let that GM find the coach he matches with. It only makes more it, sense. <laughs> But for all we know, maybe Poles, uh, Poles wanted Eberflus. I don't really know. Um, but so I, I guess initial take, how do you feel about going defense after having an offensive head coach? Uh, I don't know. I don't love it. I mean, you know, you know our philosophy and I think a lot of people's philosophy of just maybe defense head coaches aren't, aren't, aren't the best. But, I mean, there is a track record of them doing well, but – it's definitely with more of those CEO type head coaches. So when you do that, you got to pair them with a good OC. And did they do that here? We'll get there in a bit, Rob. Um, <laughs> Eberflus in general, though, I I don't know. You you're the Colts fan here. You you I like Matt Eberflus. I I definitely like him more than you. I think I I, I I've been pounding the Eberflus table for a while. I like him um, as a DC. I, I don't know if I like him as a head coach, but. Not to not to jump around too much here, but I think the Ryan Poles hire is, is more exciting than than the Eberflus hire. I was going to say I think that Poles hire, especially coming off Ryan Pace, yeah. is kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I, I said he came over from the Chiefs. He'd been there uh, for the entirety of his career. He started there in '09 as a scouting assistant. Worked his way up the ladder. Um, obviously had been there under Brett Veach for a while and with Andy Reid. He's still very young. He's, He's only 36. 36. He was actually on the Bears uh, roster at one point in 2008. Sounds um, weird. Very weird. Uh, but I, I think bringing in a, a young guy like that who has long worked in uh, both the, the college scouting department and, and player personnel, like, yeah. uh, I like it a lot. And – Again, I, we don't really know how the hire went hand in hand with uh, Eberflus. Like, had they had Poles also wanted him or not? It's hard to say. Um, Poles, but has, this just, if, if, 
sorry, quickly, let me just say, Pulse has just about as impressive of a track record and resume as you can have for someone that age, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, big time. He's he's immediately one of the youngest GMs in the league, and he spent the last decade in Kansas City where they've had success the entire entire time he's there. Um, I do think whether whatever way you feel about Eberflus, like, or whatever way you feel about hiring a defensive head coach, you feel like you're in a lot safer hands um, right now than you did with Matt Nagy. you're I, saying people won't be showing up to uh, Matt Eberflus's kids' soccer game chanting to fire him. Not, not yet. Not yet. Um, Eberflus, interestingly enough, longtime Gary Pinkle disciple, uh, was with Pinkle until, at Toledo, was with Pinkle. Uh, he was Missouri's defensive coordinator for kind of the beginning of Pinkle's career at Missouri. Uh, came into the NFL with the Browns in 09. Um, and if you'll remember, Josh McDaniels actually hired him as the Colts' defensive coordinator before he bolted. Yeah. Frank Wright kept him. And I thought he did a very admirable job. I thought he's very creative, especially with his front seven in Indianapolis. And obviously, they've got the dogs in Chicago mm-hmm. to to kind of get creative up front. I, I'm excited to see. I know Akeem Hicks is getting old, but I'm excited to see what he he does with with Khalil Mack, with Akeem Hicks, with Roquan Smith. Like you've got big pieces up front that could make this defense scary early. But I I do think it comes back to what you mentioned. The offensive coordinator hire. When you hire a defensive head coach, that OC hire is huge. Yeah, and they they obviously bring in Luke Getze from the Packers, who was their passing game coordinator and quarterback coach the last couple of years. Uh, only thirty eight years old. How do you feel about the old Getze man? It's hard to say because it, it, you never know when when uh, a coach is with kind of the yeah um, Hall of Fame quarterback. You never know for sure. How good a coach they are, but he's he's been with the he's been Long with the Packers for, for a while. He was at, he was at Mississippi State for a year under Joe um, Moorhead. Yeah, it was at OC there. He, he, people forget he worked in the MAC at Western Michigan and Akron. Um, yeah, he was the wide receiver coach Corey Davis's freshman year. I, I I think it is interesting in that you would think Getzey would have got the promotion with Hackett leaving Green Bay. Yeah, and so you. would it almost feels like the Getsy choose to go with, to Chicago with Eberflus over staying the OC in Green Bay. You, you, you can't say for sure, but I, I, I think I, I like it in that it's a younger mind who's been around a guy like LaFleur, obviously from the Shanahan tree. He had previously been with Mike McCarthy, who's an offensive genius. Um but 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 seriously, I I, I think at, at the end of the day, you're going to get at least more pre- creative play calling for Justin Fields. Um, but again, it's it's hard to say. And, and and really, with any of these coaching hires, you don't know at all. No, you don't. We're just like, guessing. Like when we do the 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 show tomorrow on the college coaches, and we both give USC an A plus for hiring Lincoln Riley. I mean, it could still not work. Yeah. You know? the, like, ultimately, if Lincoln Riley doesn't work, no one knows anything. Like you never, it's it's the same with drafting quarterbacks. You never actually know until until the the bullets are live. Drafting quarterbacks is even more of an exact science than than, than grading coaches. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like ultimately, we just use the grading to talk about the hire. Yeah. And the 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 grade is pretty much arbitrary. Um, I do like that uh, Eberflus brought Alan Williams with him from the Colts. He'd been the DB coach in Indy. Under Eberflus the last couple of years, he, he has experience as a DC with the Vikings. Yep. I thought that was a good hire. And Richard Hightower is the special teams coordinator. He he's been one of the best in San Francisco. It's a good that get. was a good hire. Yeah. And, and Eberflus brought a couple other guys over from Indy, 
with uh, Dave Berganzi, the the linebacker coach, um, and uh, he also got Andre Curtis from Seattle, mm-hmm. who had been the pa- defensive passing game coordinator, to come be the safeties coach. So I, I think at minimum the the defense is gonna be there. They've got the guys, kind of. They have a playmaker at each level, um, and it, it it really does come down to Getty. I ultimately gave it a B plus. I kind of graded the Eberflus polls higher together. Um, I think more with polls being like kind of an A minus, Eberflus more being a B and just coming up to a B plus. I think that's fair. I, I graded my GMs and my head coaches separately. I did the staffs and then the GMs separate. Um, quickly, a couple other notable guys on the on the on the staff before I give the grade here. Jim Dre, who coming over from the Arizona yeah. Cardinals, obviously former NFL tight end. Uh, the running back coach is David Walker, who's been. Uh, out of the league for a couple of years, but he's been he's had a business coaching coaches. That's a good get. You get when when there's someone coaching <laughs> coaches, you got to think that's a good get. Um, <laughs> all said and done, I gave the hiring of Eberflus and his staff uh, a six. Less than impressed with Eberflus. Um, I'll say Getzy is the boomer bust here. So I I, I think it kind of li- relies on him. And if he shits the bed early, then uh, it relies on Eberflus just finding another OC. Um, polls on itself though, I, I gave polls an eight out of ten. Okay, so yeah, we both kind of agree. Polls, I think, of the obviously there was less GM hires. Yeah, um, I, I think polls might have been my my. I, I really with all the GM hires, I thought they were all pretty solid. Yeah, um, but polls might be my favorite for the long term. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I, I don't like. I think this was an underwhelming um, year for coaches. Head coach. Yeah, yeah, big time, but. The GM hires all kind of check the box at least. Uh, The the Steelers, we will find out. But, yeah, overall, I I thought it's kind of the same thing with uh, college coaching carousel is outside of the guys, the the programs that kind of poach the big names, it it was an underwhelming year in general. Um, I didn't love a lot of these head coaching hires in the NFL. And and, and let's get to the Denver Broncos, which I did not love. George Payton obviously gets to hire his guy. He he had a great first year as GM in Denver. Kind of, I think the best rookie class, uh, top to bottom. Yeah, it, it was very impressive what he did in his first draft. Vic Fangio out. They bring in Hackett, the Packers' offensive coordinator, um, formerly the Jaguars' offensive coordinator, uh, and it felt I, like I don't know what. How much of this is, do they actually think they're luring Aaron Rodgers over? How much of it was like, oh, yeah, Hackett's our dude? How much of it was like, it's just an underwhelming year. Let's hire a guy who's had a successful offense. Like, you know what I mean? With the history of the Denver Broncos and how they just like to lure quarterbacks and they can't draft a quarterback, I lean to thinking that it's like, let's just get Aaron Rodgers on board any way we can. You know what I mean? Um there's no That's such a boomer bus plan. Yeah, and I like, mean, look, the, you don't have an owner to report to either right now. So eat that money, that, yeah, that, You know what I mean? That's that's the other thing. The the Broncos ownership is so up in the air. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Hackett Hackett could be out of a job within a, a two years. Yeah, right? yeah. If ownership comes in, wants doesn't doesn't like what he's doing, and like he wasn't calling plays in Green Bay, and he was surrounded by. A Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame wide receiver, yeah. Hall, potentially a Hall of Fame left tackle for uh, outside of this year, and like 
yeah, he was the OFC when the Jags made the AFC Championship game, but I don't know. I don't love a guy whose career was built around Doug Marone. That's just me. Like he 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 came up, uh, kind of had his glow up at Syracuse under Marone. Went to the Bills under Marone. Went to the Jags under Marone. Like he, this is a Doug Marone man through and through. Everyone twisted. The, like this everyone, is not a Shanny yeah. guy. No, no, it's not. This, he he just ended up in Lafleur's lap and. Aaron Rodgers liked them. I don't know. Like everyone in this on this team has Syracuse or Doug Barone ties or both. Obviously, <laughs> it's so um, funny. And, and, and like the I, so I, I say all that to like had he hired, I think had he hired kind of two slam dunk coordinators, you you feel a lot better about it. But he hired two relatively unknown coordinators, um, in offensive coordinator Justin. Oten, Uten, I don't even know how to say his name, who'd been the Packers tight end coach the last three years. And he was a he Syracuse did, grad before Doug Marone was there. Hey, he interned for the Falcons when Shanahan was the OC. There's the connection. Um, so I thought, like, just a really an out-of-nowhere name. Yeah. And the defensive coordinator, who I, th- I think uh, on paper is a better hire. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. uh, in Giro Avero. Who I also don't know how to say the name of, but he's born in England. Um, who who have been the Rams' uh, secondary coach this past year, and, and prior to that, their safeties coach. Uh, who I, I think he and Hackett had been on the Bucks staff way back in the day together. I have a lot more confidence in, in Avero than uh, Outen, but <laughs> but but I I just I never love how like. I'm a, is Hackett calling plays? I'm assuming. I would he assume is, so. Yeah. Which he hasn't done in multiple years. Uh, and he's not that good at. And, and Avero have never called play. Like it's just a very, very underwhelming coordinator pairing. I think. Uh, Dwayne Stooks is the the special teams coordinator. Good get. Uh, you gotta admit that's a good one. Big, who had been with the Rams last season. <laughs> he's also a very. A lot of the special teams coordinators on these staffs have a ton of experience. He's the least experienced one. He's never been a full-time special teams coordinator. He was the assistant special teams guy with the Rams last year. Um, and they brought a lot of assistants over from the Rams, which I thought was interesting. Stukes also uh, has a Jaguars background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then whatever, you go into the more the, the notable like staff hires. And I, I thought they did a – like Hackett did a better job with some of these. Like Clint Kubiak I thought was a good get. As your as your quarterback coach, obviously he was the OC for the Vikings last year. Prior to that, he was the QB coach. He's just following in his dad's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tyrone Wheatley's a slam dunk. Yeah, as, I, as far as running back coaches go, that's a slam dunk. I'm not gonna lie, Tyrone Wheatley bumped their grade up by half a point. Yeah, I mean, long time NFL running back, college football running back coach. Also a Doug Marone uh, guy. Head coach at Morgan State, so I always like hiring. Assistant to have head coaching experience when you've got a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought keeping Zach Azani, the receivers coach on staff, was smart. He's done a great job with the Denver receivers. Um, they they hired Dom Capers, so the goat. Yeah, so they lost half a point back for, for so, me. So at least some points there. Um, I thought Marcus Dixon as the D-line coach's interest. Yeah, yeah, that's another guy who was an assistant with the Rams last year. So they hired a couple assistants. With the Rams and into bigger roles. Peter Hansen's you know, a weird one. Uh, that was the one that stood out the most to me. They hired Peter Hansen as their linebacker coach. So he was UNLV's DC <laughs> the last two years, but he worked under Vic Fangio at Stanford and with the 49ers. So he's a bit of a Fangio disciple. Yeah, this is the, this is thought, the next great defensive coach. I feel it. 
uh, I think it is more likely than not based on the the Avero hire and the assistants they hired on defense and, and just what they've got on that Broncos defense. I think this Broncos defense will will be just fine. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But I, I do think the offense could, especially given the quarterback situation, if they can't lure Aaron Rodgers in, it, it won't matter. Like, Vic Fangio had a great defense in Denver, and it didn't matter. Yeah, I think, like, with how this draft is and how little faith I have in this offensive staff, all their eggs has to be in the Aaron Rodgers' basket. And, and like, George Payton, obviously we only have one year's worth of, of draft picks from him, but he killed it. So he, yeah. so let's say he kills it again, which I, it's more likely than, like, Likely that he won't. Yeah, especially um, in this class. Yeah, it it still doesn't matter if you if you're fucking pl- playing Drew Locke. Um. Also, my my question to you is, would George Payton have, if he had stayed one more year in Minnesota, would he be a GM right now? Because Spielman ends up out. I just yeah. thought, thinking about that. Timing is everything. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, that's a good point. So um, what what would you give it? A four and a half. Okay. So you're definitely way lower on it than than the Eberflus, which yes. So I I give it a C minus. Um, I think I'm going to be a little nicer than you, maybe. None of my grades what, are that good. Well, I've got a couple. Of my, but so okay, I guess in your grading system, what is the number you want to get to where you believe the coach will have some lasting power? Will have some uh, at least enough success to to last more than three years. <laughs> Like a, a seven? seven? Yeah, a seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Over under, Nathaniel Hackett, two and a half years as the Denver Broncos head coach. I'll take the under. I'm going to take the under, too. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, I'm like, obviously, that changes if Aaron Rodgers does end up there. But Yeah, yeah. That's, that doesn't, it shouldn't even count. It's just, <laughs> it shouldn't even count. You know what shouldn't count? The Houston Texans hiring Lovey Smith. Yeah. David Culley got the, the the rawest of deals in maybe the <laughs> history of NFL coaching. None of nothing uh, nothing well, about this actually, makes sense. Uh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Brian Flores got the rawest of deals in the history of NFL head coaching. <laughs> uh, David Culley second. Um, so David Culley goes and he wins way more games than I think anyone thought that roster could. Yeah, and everyone knew he was hired as like just to be the scapegoat and whatever. They, they they end up firing him, which is ridiculous, just given what he ended up doing and dealing with. Uh, and, and you're like, okay, maybe they're bringing in Casario's guy finally. Casario's in year two. Jack Easterby's the shadow GM, the shadow <laughs> owner even. Um, and, and then they, the, no one wants the job, maybe? And they kind of want to hire Josh McCallan, probably, who's never coached in the NFL. But the optics lead them to maybe hire Lovey Smith. Like, I don't know if it's – obviously, no one knows for sure if it was the optics. But, I mean, the optics of firing David Culley in general to hire his defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, who, yes, he took the Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006. <laughs> sure. He went – Eight and twenty-four in two years in Tampa, and seventeen and thirty-nine at Illinois. He would have had Illinois really, in the Big Ten championship game if he had a couple more years. You got to admit that. And I, th- I think you, you and I, being the Big Ten guys, we loved Lovey at Illinois. We loved the beard. Having Lovey at Illinois was he was hired there purely because he was the Bears' head coach. Yeah, and it's has great. There, it's great. It, it was the the best thing ever. Um, 
But yeah, hiring Lovey Smith in, in the year of our Lord 2022, coming off just not a good time as a head coach in recent years. He did an okay job given the circumstances <laughs> with that defense last year, I guess. I don't, I don't know, he, got, he unlocked my guy, Jonathan Grenard. So. Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, I think there's only two grades you can give this. Well, wait, wait. Can I just add that he's also uh, from Texas? People don't remember that sometimes. I think you can either give this a one or a ten. I think anything in between is wrong. I gave it an F. I gave it a one. <laughs> the, the 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 best the best thing um, he did was keep Pep Hamilton. I thought um, Pep Hamilton. I mean, as as a longtime Pep Hamilton stan, I'm upset. That he didn't get an OC job somewhere better where there might be some lasting power. Yeah. But what what Pat Hamilton and Tim Kelly were able to do last year with Davis Mills, I, I think, was very commendable. Um, and, and obviously, two years ago, Pat Hamilton was Justin Herbert's quarterback coach with the Chargers as, uh, when he was a rookie. Like, Pat Hamilton is, I think, the most competent coach on the staff. Oh, yeah, definitely. They don't have a defensive coordinator right now. It's Lovey Smith, baby. So is Lovey, like, I would love if Lovey was just like, we don't need one. What do you mean? I was the DC last year. I, I don't year. think they're going to hire one. I genuinely think that's what's going to happen. Like, not not even to hire someone in name to run the room? Do you think... Okay, if that's the case, then Pep Hamilton should have full control of the offensive room. Lovey should have no ability to say anything. Yeah, Thoughts? no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, their special teams coordinator is Frank Ross. Um, congrats. Uh in terms of the, the the notable other people on staff, like they kept the running back coach Danny Barrett. They ca- they kept a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ben McDaniel's, who was the assistant wide receiver coach last year, is now the wide receiver and passing game coordinator. He was Michigan's quarterback coach uh, for two years as well. Um, George Warhop, who was the Jags' offensive line <laughs> coach last three years, is now their line coach. Like I don't. And, and, hey, he's coached eight different teams' offensive lines since 96. Yeah, he's a, he's a goat. You, you, you're giving him too much guff here. Uh, their defensive line coach being Jacques Césaire, who I cool. remember playing. Who, yeah. yeah, I remember him playing for the Chargers. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And he was the Bills' defensive line assistant coach last year. So it's like, that's not Might bad. be the best that's hire the they best, made. <laughs> outside of keeping Pep, that's the number two best hire. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, like, I, I, clearly Casario and Jack Easterby just – are, are throwing this season away too. Um, I think part of that has to do with knowing there's no solution at the quarterback position this offseason for them. Um, tanking, maybe ending up with Bryce Young, then hiring the next guy. But to go back-to-back scapegoating coaches like Lovey, like David Cully, who both were really respected coaches in, yeah. the, in, in the NFL, it's just kind of pathetic that they've done this to these guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I still can't believe what happened to David Cully. I think that's such a joke. I looked at my um, grade from last year. I gave Cully a one and a half, and not because of him, because we knew this was going to happen. Yeah, and and we know it's going to happen again. It's just it's really sad, and I don't know. I, I don't know if there are Texans fans out there, but like I, honestly, at the end of the day, at least Pep and Davis get to hang out another year. Hey, that's 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 some fun for us. I, I don't I don't know. What you're talking about finding their solution at quarterback. They got it, baby. Um, do they win less games under Lovey? They have to. Yeah, right? they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, poor Davy Kelly. Um, speaking of bad head coaching hires, the Jaguars didn't have one, but because of the way things played out, 
it made the whole situation seem so much worse. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if we never heard about the Trump, Alki, Byron, Leftwich, Adrian Wilson thing, this would have been, I think, by a lot of people's standards, a really great move for Jacksonville, uh, hiring Doug Peterson as their head coach. But with that kind of hanging over it, I thought it took away some of the the shine of this move. Yeah, no, I, I think that is totally fair. I, I will say that just the fact of replacing Urban Meyer gets gets a, a gets a bump. I know that was so long ago, but it gets a bump for me. I'm obviously this is Trent Balky's the GM. Trent Balky's a horrible GM. Trent Balky should not be the GM. Yeah, my Trent um, Balky grade is is negative a million. But that's not factoring because new head coach. So just hiring Doug Peterson, who put a really experienced and fun yeah, staff together. The staff is good. Like, this is really good for for, just, for Justin Herbert. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's about to become the next uh, Justin Herbert. Um, Doug Peterson takes a year off, obviously, from uh, coaching after the Eagles debacle, which seemed less his fault and more Howie Roseman. Um, and... I don't know. I just they have an adult in the room who's won a Super Bowl, who who's been around great young quarterbacks, who's elevated quarterback play. I mean, my my Lawrence comp coming out was Nick Foles, so I'm feeling pretty good. They're both really tall and thin, um, and, and then he puts a staff together that consists of offensive coordinator being Press Taylor, who things didn't end great in Philly for him. Yeah, but he was part of a, a really strong Eagles staff. He was with the Colts last year. Uh, they hire Mike Caldwell as the DC, which I thought was a great hire. He was the Buccaneers inside linebacker coach the last three years. He had been the Jets assistant head coach, uh, and he played in the league for a decade. Yeah. And then they hire your guy, Heath Far- Far- Farwell, Farewell, as their special teams coordinator, who he, he had been the Bills special teams coordinator the last three years. He, he played, he'd been a true special teams linebacker in the league for a yeah. decade. Yeah. Like all three coordinator hires made a lot of sense for the, this team. Just to, just to kind of, I, I don't know that Doug Pearson's the guy who, fixes and, and takes the Jaguars to being a, a prominent program in the NFL, but he's the guy who steadies the ship. Yeah, it feels like the Ron Rivera hire. Um, it, yeah. It, like, obviously, it's totally simil- d- uh, different guys at the helm here, but similar ideas of these franchises are a fucking disaster. <laughs> Let's bring in someone that's uh, been to a Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl, and uh, in, in whatever case you want to pick there, and um, someone to steady the, steady the fucking the hull there of the ship because it's a fucking disaster. Um I'm with you on the on the coordinators and like got some interesting assistants too. Jim Bob Cooter, it's is it's back. a mix of it's a mix of uh, the, he. I don't know if it's because Doug played in the NFL, but he hired a lot of former NFL players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and a lo- uh, uh, a handful of guys who have had prominent roles on coaching staffs. Jim Bob, obviously the old Lions OC, yeah. love him. Don't care what anyone yeah, says. They, <laughs> yeah, Jim 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 Bob is passing game coordinator. They hire Mike McCoy, who, who I hate, but but that's cool. Who, who, he was the Chargers head coach for for a couple of years, and he he'd been the Cardinals OC, OC, the Broncos yeah. OC, yeah, yeah. But as QB coach, like it's I don't know, it's fine. No, that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm I'm like I think yeah. that's good as a quarterback coach. Uh, I thought the receiver coach hire Chris Jackson, who had been the Bears' assistant receiver coach mm-hmm. last year, last two years. I thought that was a good hire, and he's like one of the best arena football receivers ever, as we all remember. Uh, and then Bernie Parmalee, who who had been on the Falcons staff. For a while, he played in the NFL as a running back. That's their running backs coach. Mm-hmm. So that that's a pretty strong group there. And then on, on the defensive side, Brenton Buckner was a yes. slam dunk hire. He's the Cardinals' D line coach. He played in the NFL for ten years. He, I, I'm excited to see what he can do with because they have some some high draft picks in that front seven. They have Josh Allen. They have Clavon Chazon, who's 
not been good. They they have Devon Hamilton. They have guys they've spent capital on that I want to see Brinson Buckner unlock. Um, Tony Gilbert, who was their assistant linebackers coach, he's another guy who played in the league for a handful of years. Uh, Deshae Townsend, my goat, my guy, baby. yeah, one of the best Steelers DBs ever. Um, who was the Bears secondary coach and did good, a good resume job there? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he's played in the league. He played in the league for like twelve years. Cody Grimm. Russ Grimm's son, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech star, and kind of who, who have been, yeah, who ahead, came sir. with came with Mike Caldwell over from Tampa, and kind of overseeing it all is uh old Bob Sutton as a senior D yeah, assistant. Are, are you in? A, there's a couple. It's funny. A lot of these have have former. I love it. Well known defensive so coordinators as senior, like we have Dom. We have we have Bob R- Sutton. We have Rob another Ryan. big one. Yeah, yeah we, sorry, have, we have Robert. <laughs> I was trying to tease that, but yeah, and Rob Rob Ryan being the best. I love all. Of them. <laughs> ultimately, I, I don't know if, if this this staff, uh, as much as how it all played out and keeping Trent Palki and how much that was shitty, how bad the Urban Meyer hire was to yeah. how good this staff and professional this staff looks. Like I gave it a B plus. I, I gave I feel, it a seven. I feel yeah. So, so we both feel pretty good. Like Doug Pearson's going to be there for a couple of years. Like he might not be the one who who puts Trevor Lawrence into becoming a Super Bowl MVP, but he he'll be the one that kind of lays the groundwork maybe for the next. Yeah, guy. exactly. That's exactly how I feel. And I think a seven is about as good as they possibly could have done with everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with I, having Trent Balcazar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, and like when we dug into the when I dug into the staff more we preparing for the show, like that's a lot of good names with good resumes too. I mean, except for Mike McCoy, but he's got he's got a background, right? Like it's pretty good. No, I think a seven. Like like you kind of asked me earlier, is seven is kind of my this is a solid hire bar, you know. So, so only one team that made a new head coaching hire made the the playoffs last year, and that was the Las Vegas Raiders, who obviously fired John Gruden for being a garbage human being uh, early in the season. Rich Bisaccia took them to the playoffs. Um, shout out to the Packers who went from having the worst special teams coordinator in the league to maybe the best, <laughs> yeah. hiring Rich. But Rich didn't get the job. Vegas hires Josh McDaniels along with GM Dave Ziegler, both over from New England. Josh McDaniels is now back in the coaching head coaching world after, what was it, like 10 years um, in, in tricking the Colts. Uh and Ziegler was kind of the de facto GM in New England. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, after Casario left. Um, they come over together, which you like that continuity. I, I thought Ziegler did a good, like, hiring Champ Kelly uh, from the Bears as his assistant GM seemed mm-hmm. like a very strong hire. Uh, they kept Dwayne Joseph in the building, who, who's been the director of pro scouting since 2019 for the Raiders, he was with the Eagles uh, for like five years. I thought I think that it's a very strong front office potentially. Um, I like the Ziegler hire more than the McDaniel's hire. What do you think? Look, I I know this isn't what I should think, but it's so hard for me to not have a sour taste in my mouth just following in the Patriots' coaching tree. Exactly. I, I I agree with that, and I like Josh McDaniel's didn't. I don't know. He he hasn't done anything. It's like he spent that one year in, with the Rams. I was I forgot back about to that until today. Yeah. yeah, and like it's it's hard to know what this will look like. At bare minimum, Rich Bisaccia took them to the playoffs. I thought Derek Carr. Derek Carr's the heart and soul of Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they have they have a couple heart and soul type guys: Max Crosby, Darren Waller. They have pieces. They also just I don't know. 
scraped their way into the playoffs, went through some of the worst shit any team's gone through in a season to make the playoffs. Yeah. So it feels like regression is coming. Yeah. Uh, like if it, it, it's hard to pick them to make the playoffs next year. Um, it's, but like McDaniel's brought Mick Lombardi in as his OC. He was the receivers coach for the Patriots the last two years, but he also got Patrick Graham as his defensive yeah. coordinator, which was like an absolute home run. Yeah, obviously he was like the one bright spot on the Giants staff the last couple of years. He he did a great job in Miami that first year with Flores. Yeah, and he was with the Patriots forever, so there's continuity there too. Like. It's a lot of New England <laughs> into Vegas, and we've seen this not work so many times. Um, but I do – I don't know. I like the Ziegler hire. They've got uh, – uh, in terms of assistance, they bring in Kennedy Paul Molly, <laughs> who've been the Vikings running running back coach for last, like, six years. Yeah, UCLA's old OC, baby. And once Antonio Pierce wasn't allowed to work in the NCAA anymore, they brought him in as a linebacker coach. Um, Chris Ash too as DBs. They, well, they they, they have, well you know Belichick and his love for Rutgers. They had yeah. to make sure they had a Rutgers connection. They yeah. they heard former Rutgers head coach Chris Ash as their DB coach. Frank Oakham is the D line coach who was with the Panthers last year. Um, they they and, snagged yeah, the Patriots Rob off to line coach and then Carmen uh, Brasillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That which who was co so line coach until the other guy didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> And uh, Tom McMahon is the special teams coordinator, and he he's been a special teams coordinator since two thousand nine. Yeah. The Broncos most recently, like I just Josh McDaniels in general gives me a bad taste in my mouth. The Patriots yeah. thing gives me a bad taste in my mouth. I like Dave Ziegler. I love Patrick Graham. I like some of these hires, like Kennedy Palomalu. He's going to get the most out of Josh Jacobs. If I'm being I honest, just, if I was going to grade this in a vacuum. Uh, my grade would be better than it than it actually is. So you know, just looking, Josh McDaniels did a great job last year. Obviously, ignoring his head coaching resume, he's had he has a great re- like you know what I mean. Just looking at a at it in a vacuum. Um, but I can't not get the uh, the failed Patriot disciples bad taste in my mouth and just Josh McDaniels bad taste out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what do you end up giving it? I gave it a. Uh, a solid. This is one I'm not. This is one the one I wasn't sure about. This is a tough one. It uh, is a tough one. I, I gave it a six. Okay. What What did you give the Ziegler hire? I, I think I, I kind of just lumped them together because they're both the past. Okay. Guys. So, yeah. I didn't do this one separate. I'm a little higher on it. I gave it a B minus. So it's like I don't know. That's seven. Seven. Yeah. Ish. But a hu- I want you to know a huge bump of that comes from the Patrick if if they yeah. hired almost anyone that wasn't Patrick Graham as the defensive coordinator I think I would have been like giving it a C like yeah. that's two letter grades lower um for those who, who don't know how the letter system works I don't um it's complex uh I like Ziegler he he seems like he has none of the baggage that Casario seems to have yeah um it, it, it's I don't know. He, but again, like both these guys have been in in New England for the bulk of their career. What's it look like when you take them out? And, and that's like the, the they're both the, the OC and DC come from New England. Patrick Grimm's had a ton of success since leaving New England. Yeah. Nick Lombardi's a very like kind of a wild card hire. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But it, it it at minimum, I think it's kind of fun. I don't know. I always find find like a, a team trying to be a different team staff I, I don't know i mm-hmm. found that kind of interesting at i least. mean uh, mcdaniel's he did a great job last year i mean it's you love him i don't but he, i i respect him 
You, you've ordered a Las Vegas Raiders jersey with uh, one on it and McDaniels on the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on the way here right now. You know what's on the way to my house right now, AJ? What's that, Rob? Athletic Greens. Because mm. it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And don't forget about ColorCast. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time and share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live and make sure your spiciest takes come along with you. Uh, Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Who were kind of were, were they the last of these teams to hire a head coach? I can't remember. Yeah. Near the last, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, we'll, yeah. We'll pretend they were. Well, technically the Vikings, but um, not really. So obviously, Chris Greer has been there forever as GM. Um, the, him and Stephen Ross move on from Brian Flores, kind of shockingly. Everything wild there. Um, Did you consider the the Flores? Sh- everything in, in your grade i just wanted to know no i i i, I agree surely based on the the hire of mike mcdaniel uh did you i don't know it's hard to take it out right i i think this me, was a... not for me i can separate anything i need to <laughs> I respect that you're on bias you're mr compartmentalization i respect that um well you'll you'll see it in my grade and you tell me if i did or i didn't okay um, so obviously they hired Mike McDaniel, uh, from San Francisco where he, he spent this last year as the offensive coordinator and spent the previous couple of years as the run game coordinator. had been on the Falcons staff with Shanny on the Browns on the Washington, uh, commander staff. Um, just a Shanny guy, big time Shanny guy going back to Houston and Denver yeah. uh, as an intern. Um, so he comes over, he, he's fun. I like his personality. Who, who doesn't exactly. He, I, I don't know what your thoughts on the hire of Frank Smith as his OC, who had been the run game coordinator and O-line coach for the Chargers this past year, and the Raiders tight end coach prior to that. Obviously, this has to do with um, McDaniel will be calling plays. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that goes without question, which he he didn't do. He, 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 he was the run game maestro in San Fran, but Shani called plays. Yeah, my, my one thing here, sorry to, to jump in here, Rob, um, I felt like it was interesting to get another run game guy. That's what Smith. I was going to say. You'd think you'd go the opposite way. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying one's right or wrong, but it's it's a very, if you look at this, like kind of the the high-ranking um, assistants too, like mm-hmm. Eric, keeping Eric Studesville, who was the co-OC for the Dolphins last year, has been the running back coach since 2018. He's the associate head coach. And bringing in John Embry, who was – 
the Fortnite's assistant head coach and tight end coach the yeah. last couple of years. He's the tight end coach and the associate head coach. That's four high ranking offensive or if you include McDaniel, four high ranking guys who are more run game focused. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of interesting. But Daryl Bevel as your quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator gives you a, a guy who's been no C in the league for decades, two decades ish. Uh, and is is more of that passing game guy? I don't know. It's just it's a interesting mix. mix, mix. Uh, at minimum, you're hoping the Dolphins can finally run the football. Um, <laughs> if they can't, they're in trouble. I mean, that's I don't know. Frank, Frank Smith just seems like such a kind of out of the blue hire as zero C. Yeah, I don't know. They must be buddies. I think that's, that's really all it is, right? Um. And then DC, they keep Josh Boyer, mm-hmm. who who's been the D- DC since 2020. He took over for Patrick Graham when Graham left for the Giants. He had been in, with the Patriots forever too, uh, and and they kept Danny Crossman as the special teams coordinator, and he's been there since 2019. He's been a special teams coordinator since 2003. So very experienced DC and special teams coordinator with with this team, which I, I is think, interesting. Yeah, I I like them. I like keeping them, but it it is interesting to have like. You know, your your coach was let go so tumultuously <laughs> and and unceremoniously, and then you're keeping guys from that staff. It's like that, that's some, not something you kind of see too often. You know what I mean? But I think the I think I think Boyer has done a good job. Yeah, and I, I like obviously for Mike McDaniel, it's nice to have guys who know this team, and this team had success yeah. under Brian Flores. So it's interesting, especially defensively. Yeah, yeah, and, and so you you think maybe there won't be a ton of. Um, change defensively obviously Flores is a blitzing genius mm-hmm. but Josh Boyer is going to take something from that and then Mike McDaniel is going to put together an offense that helps to uh you've got to assume the run game is going to be better um hey they hire Wes Welker wide so, receivers are going to be going nuts some some of the assistant hires are awesome yeah they they hire so they hire uh defensively they hire Tyrone McKenzie Sam Madison Steve Gregory and Pat Sertain four guys who've played in the NFL Sam Madison and Pat Sertain yeah (laughs) were Dolphins all pro type players uh Steve Gregory used to play for the Chargers um and he was already on on the staff with Flores uh it's a really interesting group I again like it's hard to know uh like with the Raiders but I I think it's fun uh I really like Mike McDaniel the person uh, I think again, he's a run game genius. I think, I hope the Dolphins draft a running back so we can yeah. have a, a little more extra fun with this. Like, go out and get Brees Hall on, on day two or something. You know they're going to get the him. late round guy, and he's going to be the you know, hit, hit, hit yeah. it good. Yeah, Pierre Pierre Strong. That's correct. That's a good one. That's a good Pierre one. Strong six round. My my comps are uh, already Elijah Mitchell. Um, <laughs> that's not a joke. I, I love Pierre Strong. Uh, I ended up giving it a B plus. So uh, uh, let me add two more. Two like random OAs that are kind of fun: Aldrick Robinson and Mike Person, ex ex players. Like, I think that was kind of cool. My, Mike McDaniel really leaned into hiring ex players. Yeah, I just thought it was so awesome to bring back Welker, uh, Madison, who both have done great jobs the last three years. Obviously, you said Welker's a Niners head coach, uh, wide receiver coach, and uh, Madison was was orchestrating the KC secondary, and then Patrick Shatan is awesome too. I, I'm in the similar boat with you. Seven and a half for me. Okay. Jumping to the Minnesota Vikings, where if you go back a couple shows, I talked about the hire of uh, GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, which I really liked. Me too. Um, um, but I will say Ryan Grigson is in that front office. Yeah, soured it a little bit. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. But so they hire Kevin O'Connell as the head coach. He he was obviously the Rams' offensive coordinator. They win the Super Bowl. He comes over after the kind of the weird Harbaugh debacle. I don't yeah. know where you stand on that as a Michigan fan, AJ. Um, it hurt, but um, that he didn't get the job. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping he was going to be the Vikings head coach. Could have been a Vikings fan, but uh, not anymore. Um. So Kwesi Dofu then says. Seems like a really fun hire. Mm-hmm. Been with the 49ers uh, for years. He was with the Browns last uh, two years. Uh, big, heavy analytics guy. Went to Princeton, played basketball. Um, so uh, I really like that hire, but I don't love the O'Connell hire. But this is the one hire where it's like, I probably would have said all those years ago that the Sean McVay hire was weird. And I'm not saying he's Sean McVay, but obviously he comes over that from that uh, from that team the last two years. He was in Washington before that. Did a pretty good job with what he had. Um, I don't know. He's just such an unknown to me because he didn't. When an offensive coordinator hire who hasn't, who's young, hasn't called a lot of plays in his career. It's kind of similar with Mike McDaniel. You just don't really know. Yeah. And so you kind of lean on maybe the the staff hires around him. Well, I thought the Ed Donatel hire was a really good defensive coordinator hire. He did a he he was Vic Fangio's. First lieutenant in Denver as the D.C. the last couple of years. He was in Chicago as the D.B. coach. 49ers as the D.B. coach. Lifetime Fangio guy. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, and I Sorry, let me quickly jump in on Donatel. The only thing that made it weird for me was that like Donatel was ready to come into Seattle. He already had like a job. It looked like Minnesota was bringing in Sean Desai. And then it flipped and Desai ended up in Seattle. And I think Desai would have been a better hire for the Vikings. That's not shitty on Ed Donatel. I just, I just, I'm that high on Sean Desai. Uh, so no, uh, I, I think I think Donatel's a good, uh, good hire. I I agree with you on that. I just think Donatel's taking that out of the equation. Donatel's still a good hire. Yeah, he is. And he I is. think it's funny because O'Connell comes from the Rams. Uh, obviously, when McVay was hired with the Rams, he hired Wade Phillips as his mm-hmm. DC. Well, O'Connell hires Wade Phillips' son, Wes Phillips, as his OC, who had been the Rams' tight end coach, passing game coordinator last year. Um, he was in Washington with O'Connell. That's that's kind of an out of nowhere one I thought too. Lots of Rams assistants getting yeah, hired by the way. It's not surprising. Um, and then Matt Daniels was the was uh, uh, the special assistant special teams coach in, in Dallas. He was actually with the Rams prior to that. He's Bones is like right hand man the last couple of years. There's a couple of uh, ex Bones assistants too getting hired. Um, and then you look into the the kind of the the. Notable staff members. A lot of former players here, too. Um, but he hired Mike Pettin as his assistant head coach, yeah. which, interesting. What do you think I about like that? that you, I like I always like a young head coach having former head coaches on their staff. Yeah, so me too. And it's not like a – I know he's assistant head coach, but it's not like he's a coordinator. So I, I kind of like it. Yeah, me too. Um, Chris O'Hara is his QB coach. He was a Rams assistant last year. Uh, Curtis Mugkins as his running back coach and running game coordinator. He was with the Broncos the last couple of years. Keenan McCardell, he retained him, who was the Vikings receiver coach last year. Brought Chris Cooper, former NFL player, over as his O-line coach. Mm-hmm. Chris Rumpf over from the Bears as his D-line coach. Mike Smith from the Packers as his pass rush coach. A lot of NFC and North Dur- representation, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and he brought back Durante Jones, who left the Vikings yeah. uh to be LSU's DC didn't work out, and he's back as the DB coach. It's an interesting um, one. You know, what my favorite like, one is though. What Gerard Johnson is assistant quarterback coach, and him and O'Connell uh, used to be like private QB coaches together, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I read the QB the the book Bruce Feldman wrote um, 
just kind of about the quarterback process and uh they they were both frequently mentioned in it so was logan thomas so that that was pretty cool um but like o'connell's a total unknown yeah i think i think like defensively they don't they they, there's gonna be a lot of turnover but i like the staff yeah like Uh, like the roster i don't know but i think the staff is fine offensively like they have the pieces in place to quickly put something together on offense. Um, I don't know. I I want to hear what you think. Well, like what what did you end up creating? Just just basic like just basing on. I I think I feel very similar to you. I don't like Kevin O'Connell, but like there's just not a lot there to know if like, I like I, him or not. Like you know. What yeah, I mean? and like between between him and. I don't know. Like I, I, the they're they're bringing a lot back on offense. Like O'Connell could easily have a top half of the league offense year yeah, one. Right? I think I think it's like very it, similar to Zach Taylor. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't like the Zach Taylor either. Higher. I don't know if he's a good head coach. I kind of still don't. But uh, you know the pieces came together quick, and O'Connell's got pieces there. So I, I like the swing. I personally, in my gut, I don't think it's going to work out, but. I think the good thing for the Vikings is you're going to know sooner rather than later if O'Connell's now, got it or not, right? Now, now, I want to mention that I'm giving him a bump because in Madden, he was a 6'5 quarterback who's really athletic. <laughs> so, so that was always fun. I respect um, that. Yeah. He, he, he had like 80 speed. And he was like was that thirty. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. He, honestly, if Kevin O'Connell entered the league today, he would have worked out. Retweet. Um, sorry, like I haven't really said anything about uh, Adolfo Mensa. Like that higher, I gave that an eight and a half by itself. Uh, I think he's outlasting Kevin O'Connell when it's all said and done. Um, I gave Kevin O'Connell just alone and his staff a six and a half. Okay, I ended up on a B minus, so we're about the same boat. Like, a, yeah. I, I think if if Quesi Adolfo Mensa wasn't hired, I probably w- would have given it a C plus. Mm. Yeah, but then I like the I like some of the staff. I don't know. It's tough. None of this matters because ultimately next year we'll we'll probably have a, an idea. Yeah, you know what? You, you know what gets an A plus? <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints just being like, oh, we'll run it back just without Sean Payton. Everyone come back. Dennis Allen, you can be head coach. Whatever, man. Um, Mickey Loomis doesn't have time. <laughs> He's trying to find Zion. <laughs> I don't. Well, they Where's go- Zion? <laughs> What what can we really say about this? I mean, um, Dennis Allen's yeah, so, head coach. Everyone else is the same except for uh, Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen are just co DCs now. Like that's that's it. Y- y- yeah, uh, yeah. So Pete Carmichael's been the offensive coordinator since 2009. Did you hear the stuff like Pete Carmichael didn't like didn't really want to come back? Pete, Pete, Pete Carmichael wanted to like, uh, from what I understand, wanted to take a lesser role somewhere else, just to like. Spend more time with his family. Well, but, like, it's it's all on PD now. That's why. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to be calling plays. He's like, God damn. Um, uh, obviously, like like you said, they promote Dennis Allen from uh, defensive coordinator to head coach. If you're gonna pro- promote from within, I think that's the right guy to do it with. I just yeah. wouldn't have. And, and it kind of feels like they might be trying to wait sh- out Sean Payton coming back so they could just have the whole staff there still. I don't know. Um, uh. They keep Pete Carmichael. They they promote Chris Richard from uh, DB coach to co DC. They promote mm-hmm. Ryan Nielsen from D line coach to co DC. I uh, I think both of them are fine hires. Yeah, for and, sure. Like Dennis Allen's still obviously overseeing that thing. 
I, I kind of like that group. Like defensively, Dennis Allen's done a really great job the last couple of years. Absolutely, um, th- he ha- he got a raw deal in Las Vegas or in in when they were still Oakland. Yeah. Um, but I just don't have a ton of confidence given the situation the Saints are in already. Get with the cap, with the quarterback. Uh, they basically like they're either running it back with James or Taysom Hill. You have to think they they can't really do anything in free agency. They're they're hoping Michael Thomas is back to. <laughs> Back to being he, a relevant the, person. He's the Zion of the Superdome. Like, it's just, it's such a precarious situation. But, like, Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland have been steady hands the last couple of years. But, really, it's been Sean Payton. Yeah. You take that, like, how long does it take till this collapses? Like, Darren Rizzi still a special teams coordinator. The, n- nothing has really changed except you've gone from one of the best head coaches the last 20 years to a guy who failed at his last stop. And even if Dennis Allen's a good head coach, if Pete Carmichael can't call plays, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a great way to s- summarize all this, Robert. Um, Ronald Curry being the QB coach still is great, though, right? Yeah, no, it's sick. Um, <laughs> it's just I feel like this was a team, and I mean, it's not just me thinking this. It's kind of obvious that they're, they're, they're on the downtrend. And I think this was time. You know, I think they should have kept it as – like took it as a sign. Like, Sean Payton's moving on. You know what I mean? Like – She's like, all right, let's let's break this down and let's build this back up. And this is them just saying, fuck it, let's run it back, even though there's nothing really there to run it back with, I feel like. I I don't know. I don't I don't like, think this works. If this if this roster was better, then sure. Yeah. But like if this was they're, two they're, years ago, then okay. Like they're in such a bad three position ago. quarterback yeah. wise and and cap wise that there just doesn't really seem like there's any way this ends well like the defense could be great next year but it, it won't could. matter it, the defense probably will be with richard nielsen and dennis allen in charge well let me ask you this but, if you had to put money down right now who are you taking to win the nfc south tough question the the kenny pickett led panthers what okay, do you mean? No, Easy. Right. that's a good point. no i'm, I'm the bull my options are the bling gabbert led bucks the kenny pickett maybe led panthers yeah i would take the falcons i'm not like honestly Best I'd pro- quarterback. I'd probably take the Saints, but no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're pro- yeah, I don't know. I think I don't if know. I had to put money, okay, yeah, I'm the okay, Saints. there there is a chance, just given the what what's gone on in the NFC South, that Dennis Allen wins nine games and wins this division yeah. next year. Yeah, and then it collapses. Like Dennis Allen could make the playoffs. Yep. And I and again, like it's more the situation that's killing. Like I give it a C, but I also don't really know what else. They were to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was like, just time to, to to. It's such a, it's such an awkward sp- spot, but I think they should have just taken this as a time to, to go all in and rebuild. Uh, but who knows? Uh, but I, I I think part part of not doing that is Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis. If they do that, I I, I think that that could end up leading to clean clean yeah. uh, house no. in the front office as well, right? Yeah. So this is I I think part of it is Loomis and Jeff Ireland kind of extending their lives. By keeping the continuity, Dennis Allen goes nine and eight. There, no one's getting fired if they make the playoffs at nine and eight next year. Yeah. So you give me a ten out of ten know. because Mickey Loomis is just a genius once again. Once he finds Zion, everything will be okay. When, when, when Zion's rushing the passer for for Nielsen <laughs> and Dennis Allen, game over. Uh, I give it a six out of ten. So I'm right there with you. It's just such a weird one. Such a All weird right. one. We made it to our very last one, and I think it's the best one. Yeah, we saved uh, the best for last. I think it's the best in terms of head coach GM pairing. I think it's the best in terms of overall staff. 
Uh, and I think it's the best head coach. The New York Giants. The New York Giants didn't seemingly They're back, fuck baby. Up. They're back, now, baby. Now, now, Brian Dable might end up being a terrible head coach and everything you and I know about football could be wrong. <laughs> it's which, so true. Which uh, could, could very well happen. Might um, be more likely than not. But, yeah. Yeah. But for now, I, I, I think Kadarius Tony's crossing 2,000 all-purpose yards. <laughs> and um, So, yeah. They, they, they hired the combo of Joe Schoen. Is, how do you I think so. I think so. I don't know. Showing. I, read I don't know. I don't know. Joe, Joe and Brian. Just a couple <laughs> That's dudes. That's it. A couple boys. Um, th- they, they hired them both over from the Bills. Joe Schoen had been uh, Brandon Bean's right-hand man in Buffalo. This mm-hmm. isn't GM. He'd been a Greer guy in Miami before that. FYI. He'd actually been a Marty Herney guy if you go back <laughs> far enough. <laughs> you got um, to the- love game from the Marty tree. Both relatively young, forty two and forty six. Uh, Dable has had fucking quite quite the time. Um, started out in New England, long time assistant there. Spent some time with the Jets. Uh, I think he was Mark Sanchez. Was he Mark Sanchez quarterback coach as a rookie? I think Maybe. you might be right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, long story short, eventually uh, ends up back in New England after some stints as OCs. Ends up at Alabama for Nick Saban for a year. Um, did a good job. Did a great job. Wins the natty. Takes the Bills OC job. Does absolutely awesome job with Josh Allen. And, and you can give him, unlike some of the other OC hires, you can give Dable a lot more credit because his head coach was an offensive guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, McDermott's one of the best head coaches in the league, but Dable uh, kind of was running the show in that offense. Um, so you, you get excited about that. And then I think what really puts it over the top for me is how uh, how Dable filled out his staff. Mike Kafka, I think the Chiefs are kicking themselves potentially mm-hmm. for letting him get out of the building. Obviously, former Big Ten quarterback, so you know he's great. Um, you know what? I kind of the... sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What? No, no, you go ahead. I just thought it was kind of interesting that uh, when Andy Reid went to KC, Dable was the the, in, the incumbent OC, and he let Dable go, obviously, and then obviously they've been battling at it in the AFC the last few years. And then when Dable becomes head coach, he snakes Kafka. Yeah. And obviously Kafka's been the QB coach in, in Kansas City the last couple of years. Yeah. And, and uh, he hasn't called plays, but... It doesn't matter. It does, Yeah, Dable has. Like I, I just like having those two minds melding, mm-hmm. uh, coming from two of the most creative offenses in the uh, league. I think it's just really like cool for him, for Dable. I just love Brian Dable so much. But like just to go out on a limb, you know what I mean? And how, like, how much is it that he was born in Welland, Ontario? It's Look, from the start, most since he was Bama's OC, it, uh, that's the reason I love him. He's <laughs> just been backed up by then by him being a great coach. <laughs> how many how many NFL head coaches have been born in Canada in the history of football? Uh do you know do you know this answer? If I said any number now, you'd just believe me. Well, I I know Rex Ryan wasn't born in Canada, but he grew up in Toronto. So I'll throw but that out there. Mark Tressman, a lot of time in Canada. <laughs> I, don't, I think yeah, yeah, yeah Rob did too. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. So I mean, Kafka, Mahomes, Dable, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones going to be a bit of both. Uh, <laughs> getting Wink Martindale as your DC, yeah. obviously it didn't end well in Baltimore. I for don't Wink, care. I love old but Wink. I, but like, Wink, Wink was a uh, head coaching candidate like two years ago, and he, he's one of the more um, aggressive defensive coordinators in the league. Um, I'm excited to see what he does with guys like Leonard Williams, uh, Aziz Ojolari. Uh, I, I, I think they'll have a lot of fun in that front seven. Um, 
and uh, they they kept Jerome Henderson as the DBs coach. Yeah, and he yeah, done smart. he done a pretty pretty damn mm-hmm. good job. Yeah. Wow, and, and they also got Andre Patterson from the yep. uh, who had been the Vikings D line coach for like seven years. They bring him over as the D line coach. They snag Bobby Johnson from Buffalo, who was the O line coach there. They hire Mike Groh as the receiver coach. He he it didn't end well in Philly for him, but he was part of that Philly staff that won the Super Bowl. Was OC, I, yeah. Yeah, and he he was in, in Indy the last couple of years. After, yeah. uh, th- they they bring Shea Tierney, the Bills' assistant QB coach, in as the QB coach. Like Dable put together a really strong staff, experienced defensive staff, and an experienced but younger offensive staff. And obviously, again, Dable's going to have his his finger on the pulse of that offense. Like I give this an A because I just think everything about it, from GM to head coach to the full staff, like everything about it was this. This feels like what it should look like when you do something right, and it might take some time because Daniel Jones is not the guy, but. I feel like you you give Dable time, and this thing plays out. No, I probably said that about Matt Rule. So who, who knows? <laughs> uh, the Giants have long been been called the best run organization in sports, and they're back, baby, after uh, many a shitty fucking year. Um, last last guy I wanted to bring up here on the staff. I thought DeAndre Smith coming in as a running back coach, a longtime college RB coach, uh, coming over from Texas Tech. No no NFL experience. I think that's just interesting. Um, yeah, but I, this was the best hire of the bunch. Uh, just the, the the Giants being so poorly run still leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but I think they finally come coming back with this. I gave it a nine for Dable and, and an eight for Joe Schoen. Heck yeah. Slam dunks across the board. You know what else is a slam dunk? What's that, Rob? Sports drink. And today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Okay, before we get out of here, there's one team out there who is going to hire a new GM but not a new head coach. It just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kevin Colbert is retiring after the 2022 NFL draft. Similar kind of situation uh, that Ozzie Newsom was in. Yeah, he's just Except not as good. Yeah. And they – well, no, he's going to draft a Hall of Fame MVP-level quarterback with his final first-round pick maybe. You're right. You're um, right. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> um, and – it, unlike that situation, they knew uh, they were hiring internally. This is still an ongoing process. Colbert's apparently assisting in the process of hiring his replacement, which I do like that. Um, there are two internal candidates in Omar Khan, who's the VP of Football Business and uh, Administration, uh, and Brandon Hunt, who's the Pro Scouting Coordinator. I prefer hiring one of those two. Um <laughs> I, I, I mean, you've got two guys who are getting GM interviews across the league in yeah. your building. I don't like hiring external and then probably losing both these guys. Um, But it kind of seems like if they weren't going to hire internally, they or if they were going to hire internally, they would have done it by now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's really interesting the amount of guys they have interviewed, you know? Like, yeah, so I, I put down some of the external candidates. We've got Panthers assistant GM Dan Morgan, ESPN analyst Louis Riddick, <laughs> Packers co-director player personnel John Warchowski, 
Colts director uh, of college scouting, Morocco Brown. Buccaneers director of player personnel, John Spitek. Titans VP of player personnel, Ryan Cowden. Colts assistant GM, Ed Dodds. And Chargers director of player personnel, JoJo Wooden. A lot of guys. That's a lot a of lot guys. Of guy. A lot of guys and a lot of a lot of solid candidates, yes. ex- excluding uh, maybe the ESPN analyst. But um, I, as a Steelers fan, I'm completely biased, so I want to hear who you uh, think it should be. Yeah, Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold on, can, can I yeah. can I can I get a little insight here and just say, there's so many people cheering for Lewis Reddick to get the job in the media, and I think that should because they want the door to be open for them to potentially become NFL champions. I know I know Riddick has a real NFL background, but I'm just saying that's why they're cheering for that. And you're cheering favorite. for because you want Mike Mike uh, Mayock in the booth. Yeah, of course I do. I mean Mayock and Aikman, please. So- they should just go nepotism and, and uh, promote Dan Rooney Jr., right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, he's, I, honestly, he's the player personnel coordinator, FYI. I think, I think Omar Khan, uh, from everything you've talked about, I think that he's would be my, the best hire. He, yeah. he is my number one. Uh, he's been with the organization since 2001. Uh, he, he's That's a, the most Steelers move. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brandon Hunt's similar uh, thing. Yeah. See. Uh, Khan's more of like the CEO type. Brandon Hunt's more of the scout type. Yep. Um, so I would I would love it to be Omar Khan and then have like promote Brandon Hunt to the highest position you can. Yeah. Uh, to as not to lose him, but it, again, it kind of seems like they might not be going that direction. So Omar Khan's my number one. Brandon Hunt's my number two. Uh, if we're going external, I think Morocco Brown, uh, would be atop my list. They might just be, you know, doing their due diligence. I mean, they have time. That this isn't a a move they have to be made that they have to make hastily, right? Yeah. Because Colbert's still still at the helm through the draft. So, the the one thing I will say is, if they were to hire one of these guys, maybe you could, like, I don't know, because it's if you're not hiring Connor Hunt, you're you're hiring a guy having Kevin Colbert take his guys. And then forcing those guys onto the new GM, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if they're, if they're having zero input on this draft, so I don't know. It's it's just a it's a weird situation, and it just seems very unsteelers like to not promote from within. Yeah, so I think when it's all said and done, May first or whatever that first day after the draft is, uh, I think I think you're gonna get Khan as the new GM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, uh, Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt are gonna be GM somewhere else. So eventually, absolutely, yeah, they will be. <laughs> 